Welcome to the Body Science Podcast. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. Welcome to Body Science HQ, the world of fit, happy, and health. And with the guy that fucked up on the 500k ultra trail, for some reason ran backwards on a fucking marathon when everyone else was running forwards. Like, Kieran, Kieran Douglas is one of the craziest men I know. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm bloody great. Sorry about laughing then, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm reading this bio of yours and I'm going, and I, I've known you a long time. Yeah. And- I'm just reading this going, you really are fucked up. Like, you've done some seriously cool shit. Yeah. I, you have. Mm, I, I, I wonder about myself sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go back to the big one that sticks out for me, running a marathon backwards, like the Gold Coast Marathon. Are you obviously training for this year's Gold Coast Marathon? No, so I'm not doing this year's Gold Coast Marathon. Uh, that was a bit of a one-off on the road last year. Was it okay? You don't like the road, do you? You're all about no, getting out that no, look, road running's great, Yeah, I said, but, um, yeah, I'd, I'd prefer to be in the trails. How did you train for a running backwards for a marathon? Yeah, I was just chatting with Mark downstairs and um, I, I didn't really train. I, I attempted to train. but it hurt um, too much, so you thought I'll just do it on the day? No, well, there's only so many um, flat, straight roads uh, in the Redlands, so you could only get a good couple of k's out. So You'd need someone running with you for that too. It'd be quite dangerous. Yeah, so I had two support runners yeah. uh, for the Gold Coast Marathon, which was um, yeah, fantastic. Um, Max Shearer, who had a... Um, incurable brain tumor he actually come out and run with me wow and um yeah it was, it was great it was a good um yeah good experience i'll never do it on road again yeah <laughs> marathon or backwards just the road marathon backwards yeah yeah forwards is fine but um but yeah as you said we have known each other a long time you've mm-hmm. actually been a massive part of my story i reckon I, I was just saying to mark i think it was i think we we're chatting for a long time in 2014 Yep. And then we finally met in 2015 when Maka, Richie and Mike yep. come here for the crew series. Yeah, that's right. It was too. Yeah, that was the first time so we actually met. in the background. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, I think it's been, f- yeah, five years since we did our last podcast, which is crazy. So much has happened in that time. It has. That's the one where you, I realised that I was really not qualified to be doing this role. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was, a, it was a deep chat, but it was the start of, of many things for me, uh, especially opening up about my story. You know, I hadn't shared a lot until that day. And, yeah, from that moment, it sort of, yeah, it was it opened a lot of doors. Do you still talk about the topic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, look, I, I love talking about it. It's hard to talk about. Mm. I love talking about uh, my story, especially if it's going to help teenagers. Yep. Um, that's, you know, that's the main goal. We live in a society now where mental health is at an all-time high. Um, so it's it's more important now than ever. Um, was it six young men a day and two females? Yeah, something Some of the like stats, something like that. Like that's eight kids and aren't waking up tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Fuck me, dude. But, um, yeah, I mean, after our chat, um, I, I was training for Ultra Trail Gold Coast 500 kilometre. That was, that was my goal. I think we spoke about it in the podcast, can't remember, but um, but I really had no right being in that race. I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I wasn't doing it for the love of the sport or the love of running um, or to, you know, I wasn't doing it for the main reasons I would usually run a, an ultramarathon. I was almost using it trying to... Fix myself, I guess, 
um, you know, obviously suffered a lot of trauma growing up and out of that, you know, um, you know, severe anxiety and depression and I was trying to use that race, yeah, as, as something to, to help me uh, sort out my life yep. and that's the wrong reason. That was the wrong reason and it showed in that race. I'll get to the start of that race. So 50K into that race, uh, <laughs> one of my best mates, Sam, he um, he was tripping over left, right, center over these rocks and I remember laughing at him because he was falling over and um, and all of a sudden I tripped over. <laughs> I tripped over the, this rock and, uh, you know, what Narang Trail's like, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty rocky. And, um, Very and rocky. I, is yeah, and I, I smashed my knee and I was in so much agony and, um, but, just general soreness you just sort of look past it and just keep pushing on when you say you hurt your knee it says here you dislocated it, the kneecap yeah well is I that correct yeah i didn't uh i didn't find that out until about 175 k's uh <laughs> into the <laughs> <laughs> you must have been so fucking angry at yourself <laughs> seriously <laughs> i stand up and go oh that hurts slow down yeah you know I, I mean like it, it definitely, you, you definitely ran another what you said 175 yeah, k's that's 175 k mark and the dislocated um, kneecap yeah i was it was sore it was oh, very sore. Wow. Um, I wonder why. I can't think it. Can't really. Well, I, sat, I came in from the checkpoint and um, and this lady put me on the table and, um, yeah, she's she's wobbled my knee and, <coughs> and my knee popped. Both parts of it? <laughs> my, yeah. My knee popped back in. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was just like this little pop. And um, she's like, you, you put your knee out. Your knee's out. Um, she goes, you won't be able to finish the race. You, that's, you know, detrimental to your... You're a good listener too, aren't you? Yeah, great yeah. listener. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's back in now. Let's, let's, see what I, yeah. <laughs> let's see what I can do. Is this um, why they say that runners are different people? Yeah, look, um, yeah, I, I, I still can't explain. I've been yeah, doing this since 2015. I still don't know what I think half the time. And you've had no long-term effects <laughs> from that? Not from the actual knee, but from the continuing to add six times your body weight on it every time you strike your foot down for no, I mean, another whatever kilometres. Like. If you look after yourself, obviously, you know, you, you do a lot of strength training and um, obviously there's a lot of benefits in strength training and gym and, and uh, you know, eating right and looking after yourself. So if you do look after your body, you know, it, it will look after you eventually. But, yeah, I, I went back out and, I, yeah, I tried to finish the next loop. <clears throat> I just wanted to do the next loop. Um, and I remember you actually... I think either my wife put up a post saying Kieran's popped his knee out, but he's gone back out. I can't remember what mm -hmm. it was, but um, you actually sent me a message and I got it on <laughs> continuing on that next loop. And you said, you're an idiot. <laughs> um, look after yourself. Yeah. You're, you, you know, you got a family and, yeah. and whatnot. And um, I think I just laughed it off and yeah. you know, fobbed it off. <laughs> but deep down, I was I'm like. I'm an idiot here. <laughs> Keep running. <laughs> deep down. <laughs> I had been through so much in my life growing up. I knew that I could get through anything. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd been at the bottom. Yeah. There's nothing. Yep. This race wasn't going to stop me, whether I'd pop my knee out or, or whatever it was. I was like, no, I, 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 need to f I need to find what I'm looking for in this race. Again, I was after the, you know, fix me. Yeah, and I got out. I think I did another 10K and my knee went back out. And I remember sitting on the side, um, lovely ultra runner Anne, she come running bar, past us and Vols right. She actually called for a, a car to come and get me. Uh, you know what Narang's like when you go deep in, it's like <laughs> got to come up the hills again. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, sure enough, a uh, full drive came in and, and picked me up and I was like, I'm done, um, obviously. And I was devastated. And, um, and I had a shower 
laid down and someone offered me a knee brace and put it on and I was like, this feels all right. This feels pretty good. Um, I'll give it a bit, eat something. No, have, have a little sleep. Yeah, I went went back out with this knee brace. <laughs> I got a photo. Actually. <laughs> I got a photo on my phone of me and the knee brace. And oh, um, wow. So I went back out. Yeah, my knee was swollen. My feet were swollen. Like I was in I was in complete agony. But I just I had tunnel vision. I just I just felt that if I had finished this race, broken or whatever, I would you know um, I would be able to find myself. And can, um, I, can I can I jump in there? Yeah. Do you think you've learnt that it's not one single thing that dictates who you are now? Like, is that yeah. is that a big thing that you've learnt from that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I didn't think, um, I didn't think this race was going to teach me that. Um, but it was a little bit of time afterwards when I was able to reflect on that race, um, where my mindset just changed. Um, I got to three fifty k's. That was me. I was done. Um, I couldn't couldn't complete the five hundred. Uh, gave everything I had. I uh, thought 350 was. Uh, w- I was disappointed. I couldn't. I was just devastated. I was like, I, I, I thought it, within myself, I had the strength to finish this race, and I didn't. And um, can I ask you a stat here? I hope you know the answer. What percentage of the world population have run 350 k's? I couldn't tell you. Like, if what is it? Six percent of the population run five k's three times a week or four times a week or something. The stats, something like that. Like you, you must be a one percenter, mm. and here you are. I'm looking at your face. It's like, oh, I didn't make five hundred. I didn't this, and you're fucking so inspirational. Mm. Oh. You're crazy, stupid. <laughs> I'll, I'll add that as well. I just know you as that in what you do in community, what you do all around the place. And I'm probably off track a bit here where I'm going, but mate, just looking at your face as you tell me, and you, you, I can see the disappointment in you still yeah. around that. Yeah, well, it still it still does hurt me, but you on a different level. Three fifty k's with a dislocated knee, you would have crushed five hundred k's without a dislocated knee. I'd like to think so. <laughs> I think the big thing here is karma will slap you when you're being a smart ass to your mates at some time. Yeah, and. You laughing about your mate tipping over? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> karma slap. Well, see, I, I, even if had I finished that race, I still wouldn't have got what I was chasing. No, nowhere near it. No, you know. Um, no. And um, you know, I finished that race, and I, I hated running. Did hated. you really? Yeah, I just uh, I was I was so hard on it. Yeah, in in that moment, I reckon like. Um, Last time we were here, we spoke about when I ran the cross country as a thirteen-year-old. Yep. I before you know weeks before that, I tried to take my life when I was thirteen. And yep. Ran the cross country, and I you know I found my life. You know I found my life again yep. in that moment. I was still young, obviously. I was still growing. Um, you don't obviously find your life in that moment, no. but you find something. You find a strength. After I finished, you know, I did the three fifty. I, I felt like I was a victim again, and I don't like the victim mentality. Mm. And is that why you hated running? Because you felt like a victim, so you dropped the thing you loved. No, most? I, I think I was blaming running. Okay, like I'd used running as a kid to escape what I was going through, to push myself through all the trauma that I'd been through. So I mm. thought I would use running again to again give me strength to you know deal with my problems. And and I think in that moment I, I became a victim again. And um, you know, being a victim means that you're 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 trapped. You're trapped by what, yeah, you know, you've gone through. You, you, you're being defined in that moment, pretty much. Yeah, and it, you know, it took me took me some time after that race. Um, I, I think COVID hit. There was a lockdown. We had we had a massive lockdown, and I had uh, quite a few months off work, um, which was great. I, I thought 
I thought the lockdown was probably one of the best things that could have happened to me personally. Uh, I got to spend time with my family. Um, my, kids were, my kids were still little, so good yeah, time. yeah, it was a good time to really um, bond as a family. And and you know, Mel was pregnant, and yeah, it was a really good time. But um, months after, and um, I was able to, I spent a lot of time in the trails. I spent a lot of time in the bush. Um, you know, conservation was a big passion of mine, so I was able to study that. No, so you studied it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, I yeah. didn't know you'd actually study conservation. I just yeah. knew you were doing a lot of it. Yeah. So that was a big part of my healing, I guess I'd, I'd call it. But, um, yeah, I was spending a lot of time in the bush. And there's a there's a lot in ultra running that you can't control. There's a lot in running that you can't control. You, if you think you can control how your race is going to pan out, then you're stupid. Yeah. Um, and you can only can control what you can control, yep. right? And that... Um, reflects on your life as well um, and that's what I figured out in the in those downtime moments I realized that I realized that um, you know uh, with all the adversity you can't control a lot of it it's just going to happen but what I could control was you know my attitude how I was going to react um, how I adapt um, I figured that out and um, and it when I figured that out I was able to I was able to dig in more into my trauma and face it head-on and the only way I was able to do that was if I was able to forgive myself as a person. I was so hard on myself growing up. It's not my fault what I went through. No. And I had to realise that. So, yeah, I had to forgive myself. Can, can, I, can I ask you how you went through that process? How did you forgive forgiveness? Yourself? Yeah. It was probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Did someone start that journey with you or for you or did you just sit down and go, no, fuck no, this, I need to forgive myself? Yeah, no, no one no one can no one can say, Hey, you need to forgive yourself. Yeah. You need to be in that moment. You need to be you need to find that moment yourself. Um, you know, I have a young family. Um, the last thing I want is to go through life with them seeing their, you know, father struggling to um, you know, move through life um and um yeah so it was important for me to find within myself to say hey you were a kid whatever happened to you wasn't because of you yep you know did you journal this or did you did you storyboard it anywhere did you or did you just sit down in your head and every day and give yourself time to think Oh, yeah, I'm forever, you know, writing things in my phone and um, I love poetry as well and um, so, I, you know, writing poetry and, um, and yeah, so, I, I, yeah, I mean, uh, I love writing. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot scattered around in my phone and uh, jotted down but, um, but I thought, yeah, for, for me personally and, you know, for my family, I needed to find I need to find. I needed to find myself, and it, that was the only way of doing it. Was just by forgiveness and loving myself as a person. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's really powerful, strong truth there, mate. I, that's a big step to take too, especially for a male. Like we just don't identify like that anymore. What's, yeah. Sorry, we never used to identify yeah, like yeah, that. Our yep. fathers definitely didn't. We're a lot more empathetic in that space as to you know what life's about, but it's. The stats six to two, you know what I mean? Yep. Like it still says that there's a lot more males out there that aren't doing that. Yeah. And for you to do that, like And that's what like I look at my son, he's twelve. Um, you know, and he I see a lot of myself in him. Yeah. And it's bloody scary, I tell you. Like it's just <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. So I'm glad I was able to get through that part of my life before he reached this age. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a he's a mini me and and um 
yeah, I'm, I'm a better person for, you know, going through those uh, those challenges. But, um, yeah, I was able to open up a lot of doors and face a lot of things that, you know, we didn't even speak about, you know. Um, oh, yeah, tip of the iceberg, you would have had a lot of shit go down after you left that day. Oh, yeah. I remember you leaving crying, hugging me and leaving. Yeah, yeah. talked about something really big. Well, even before that day, I think before the podcast, I think I came you here and sat. Right? You're a yeah, I am a hugger. I love a good hug. <laughs> uh, I think I sat on the couch out near the office there. Yeah, I, and you were like, are you all right? Just reflecting. And, yeah, yeah, and I think I just teared up because, yeah, I was, I was really struggling to find who I was as a person. I, I'd built this massive persona, uh, you know, with growing up as a teenager and, you know, and um, – and, you know, it was like, hey, you know, I'm strong, like, but like you broke down that wall mm-hmm. and you saw right through my bullshit. <laughs> and, um, and I think that's, that's, you know, that's why we have such a great connection. And but, yeah. I just know we're never c- going to conflict. <laughs> you never, I'm never going to get in your way in a 500k trail. <laughs> like m- maybe at the finish, but not. Definitely drew them up. Well, a part of your <laughs> message saying you're an idiot, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. I, I just know your personality type, mate, and you needed someone to go stop. Well, I'm, I'm glad I had to go through that process. Yes, you, you um, definitely had to clean yeah, that up that day. Yeah, yeah. You, you only learn. Yeah. Um, you know, it's important to learn and grow and move forward. But um, what followed, um, you know, ha- taking that time out and, um, you know, reconnecting and all that sort of stuff, um, I had, as I said, I mentioned I jumped into conservation. Um, Tell I, me about that. Can, can we go through that? Because I, I don't actually know that story. Where did you start? Oh, with? look, let's go way back to the <laughs> 90s. Whee. Um, Steve Irwin. Yep. Mate, everyone's hero. Um, yeah, so. Is that the, I often see pictures of you in the hat and stuff. I go, where the fuck is that coming? Steve Irwin. Oh, mate. You like the look, how hey, you do? I just... <laughs> I loved Steve Irwin growing up. Yeah. I just, yeah, I remember watching even like his corny episodes where he's just such a bogan. But um, <laughs> you want to say a line right now? Go on. Nah, no, I can nah, see it. You nearly, you, nearly, you nearly did it. I saw it. G'day, yeah. I'm Steve Irwin, <laughs> the crocodile hunter. Um, but um, yeah, he was a massive inspiration, and uh, I just remember hearing his voice and just being like, it's "Wow, one of those voices, isn't it?" Yeah, it's just, I can still hear it today in my head. I and it, yeah, yeah. I, it's crazy, right? And um, yeah, I always wanted to do something. I actually met Steve Irwin. Um, he was filming the crocodile hunter, um, but yeah, we'd gone to Australia Zoo, and the lady at the uh, counter, she's like, "You're in for a treat today. Steve's here today mm-hmm. doing a show." And I'm just like, "What?" <laughs> And um, and so, yeah, I went and brought a $70 Steve Irwin doll, a plush doll. I was like, I'm going to get him to sign it. And I had this crappy little biro. Anyway, uh, we're lining up for show and this, the crowd's just huge. Tourists left, right and centre. And I can just see Steve walking down with his entourage and I just, oh, was just yeah, walked down. I ran up to him and I was like, man, can you sign my doll? <laughs> I think I was like 17. <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, sure, mate, no worries. And I'm like, wow. wow. And he's tried to sign my doll and he's like, mate, your pen doesn't work, but no worries if you can come see me afterwards and get another pen uh, and I'll sign it. No, awesome. And I was just devastated because I was like, I'm not getting near him at all. <laughs> anyway, does a show. Um, I borrow a Nico from someone and he jumps the fence and he just gets swarmed. And, oh, mate, I was just gutted. I was like, oh, well, at least I got to shake his hand and, you know, at least he <laughs> drew a line on my doll. And um, and he, out of nowhere, he goes, hey, mate, keep up. And Mel's like, off you go. My, my wife now, she's like, off you go. I'm like, 
what? And so I started running and um, Steve says to um, one of his guys, he's like, let him in, let him in. So we went behind a gate and I, would, I just, I don't know, I fangirled hard. <laughs> 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 I just told him what an inspiration he was, how much I loved him, how much I wanted to, you know, help his cause or whatever. And he's like, that's great, mate. Thanks for all your, you know, thanks for all your help. And, um, you know, we just got to keep, you know. Uh, keep doing what we're doing. Uh, he goes, mate, got to go. Filming, uh, filming Crocodile Hunter at the moment. Got to go, and uh, off he went. And um, yeah, and then you know the day he passed away. Oh, mate, I I I, I cried yeah, hard. Man. You know, like I came home. A lot of Aussies did. Yeah. Too. Oh, mate, the the world, mm. the yeah. world, and um, and I was like, well, you know, I want to do something to you know help his cause, and um, you know. I'll, with work and kids and family years had passed before i even reached that and it was in that moment of the lockdown of covid where i was like oh, i can i can do this now and um i end up planning to run uh, 100k around my local trails yeah and every 10 kilometer loop i would plant 10 trees yep and um there was this area when i was growing up that we'd um We'd go throw rocks at guys on motorbikes that were <coughs> destroying the uh, <laughs> the conservation area, and uh, it was called the Figure Eight, and uh, and I thought that would be the perfect spot to plant all these trees and and just um, yeah erase the destruction and chaos that had happened there previously. And um, I, I, before I did this run, I did the Glasshouse Hundred K. I had a really good run, and um, and then the week after was when I planned to do this Hundred K. On the local trails and i was in no shape to do it i was mm. still sore from the race uh, mm. the week before and um yeah I, d- I did the race i'd do it in my own time it was it was great i um you know started at six and finished about 9 30 at night but um mm. but i had some bad niggles and it was two weeks after that when i got i got invited to play in the local legends uh rugby league competition yep. at my my old home uh home ground in uh, redlands there and um yeah we'll we're going to be playing the guys of you know like scotty prince and benny hannett and justin hodges and they yeah, still have to crack those guys too oh it's ridiculous <laughs> i don't know how they do it it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous but um but yeah i, I was prince's fitter than he was before when he played oh, mate he ran circles around us mm. he could could not catch that guy yeah yeah so uh lined up stupidly and i was already somewhat sore um you know my legs were fragile as anything and fatigue and um played the game played the first half second half came i was running down the sideline i was playing uh wing and centers and um justin hodges tried to line me up and i just remember stepping (laughs) him (laughs) he's a big unit mate you stepped him did you I tried to step in. Like, you run straight. I, I think I said in the notes, I tried <laughs> to step in. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, I stepped off my right and I felt my ductor just go boom. Oh, no. And I, I felt like it was bleeding. Like, I felt like the inside of my leg was just on fire. And um, and I continued to play in such you agony. You continued to play? Oh, mate, when I say play, I mean like walking sidelines. My family was there, had a whole hometown just like cheering. I wasn't going to sit on the bench for that. No way. And um, I got past the ball again and um, and I felt my left deductor go. And I was like. The other side? My other side went. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's not funny because I've done my dog. That's the most painful injury in the world. It's horrible. And I, uh, I end up sitting on the sideline. Oh, I'm amazed you actually made it to the sideline. Oh, yeah, hobbled. Mm. It was, yeah, it was a horrible 
uh, injury and um, yeah, like like yours, it, it um, prolonged for a long time. Um, you know, I think it was they just like don't heal, eh? Oh mate, especially nine, my age, nine months. Heal. Nine Mine months. was eight, yeah. Yeah, wow. And he had whinging to mine. It was like four years. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Bloody males, I tell you. Just <laughs> shocking. But, um, but yeah, getting back to, you know, when I was trying to, you know, find myself and dug deep and all that, like, that was the most, that was so important for me to do because having a nine-month injury after that, mm. it helped me. I was, I was mentally stronger mm. and I was prepared to, as hard as it was not running for nine months, I was prepared Because yeah, you can't feel that injury? Nah, no. not at all. Um, not at all. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just horrible. And um, so I got to the nine months, felt bloody great. It felt so good to run. God, I was unfit. Jesus Christ. I, was, I think I was walking on 5K runs. And um, Nothing wrong with that? No, no, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, but it just felt good to be moving. Again, I was so happy and I was so paranoid I was going to do it again. But, um, you know, the body's pretty resilient sometimes. And so four weeks, um, so we just planned to shoot um, this documentary, um, Finding Salvation. We started filming that and I was just coming good. Within four weeks, I was running in my local trails and I'd just come sprinting down a hill thinking I was a bloody 12-year-old kid and just excited to be out. And my ankle went full 90 degrees. Oh. And I severed my telefibula, I think it is, yeah, the main ligament in the ankle. And I think I just vomited in my mouth. Oh, it was horrible. Like, uh, like at full speed, too. So you. Full speed, mm. yeah, down full, a hill. Down a hill. Mm. And it was a stick that was on the ground. Oh. And, um, and now I, she's running the podcast, is uh, Mm. Trail runner as well, and she's. No, that's why I looked at her. And I was oh like, God, just no, for you. <laughs> no, please, not me. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. Like I've I've rolled my ankles plenty of times before playing footy growing up, and um, this was just it. Just it was on fire, and it swelled up like a balloon, and and you know we we were only uh, we we're a few k in the trails, so to get back, still had to walk on it oh, to get back. Stop it. Yeah, so it was just. What were you running with? So Louis was we were filming the doco. Oh, you filmed the doco, okay. Yeah, so he actually filmed. You got all that on film. Yeah, he filmed my ankle just going. Pfft. Um, Yuck. yeah, I was I was gutted, absolute gutted, and um, I eventually with you know combined injuries, um, you know uh, the adductors and my ankle, I was I didn't run for two years. Mm. Didn't run for two years, and it was probably yeah, it was it was really tough because you know running's like mm. outlet. That's my number one outlet for mental health. Running. Yeah. Yes, that was a long process. Um, you know, I'd, I'd seen specialists and um, you know physios, and they all told me the same thing: "Oh, you need surgery." I was like, "Surgery? No way!" And I've read so many things that you know, you get surgery, it'll never be the same again. It'll always be stiff and um, quietly when it goes ninety degrees, it'll never be the same again. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's that's what I yeah. sort of learned. So I didn't have a lot of ligaments <laughs> even before that. So, um, but I got chatting to you know Brad Beer. Yep. Yeah, so I've got- He's um, very clever in the space. Oh, mm. so clever. And uh, he has helped me over the last few years um, you know, with advice and stuff. But um, I was like, if That's there's Bogo one- physio, anyone who wants mm. to know. Yeah, yeah. fantastic human. Yeah. Um, I thought if there's one guy that's going to know this injury, it's going to be Brad. And I reached out to Brad and I was like, mate, all these guys are telling me I need surgery. And right, he's like, don't listen to them. Do your strength work, strengthen your ankle up. Did he Here's tell you to strengthen your calf? My calf? Yeah. Oh yeah, calves are um, you know he loves a good number one. Oh, he loves you know, <laughs> loves strong calf. Yeah, <laughs> they connect your whole body apparently. So, so hardy legs. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I'm glad, you know, I'm, I'm glad you gave me that advice. Um, it really made me positive and put me in a positive headspace. And, and sure enough, I did all strength training, listened to it, you know, gave yep. me a little program, strength exercises. And, um, and then, yeah, first race back, I was like 100 miler. Boom, let's go. And it was the best race I've ever run. Mm. It wasn't fast. But it was the best race ever run. You're I back, thought I was going to, oh, yeah, I was back. Yeah. I thought I was going to start that run and I was going to have so many issues. And um, it was such a good run. I, I was like, yeah, I was keeping a good pace um, till the back end of that race. But um, where's the back end of a 100K start? Well, it depends what course you're running on. <laughs> <laughs> so Brisbane Valley Rail Trail, so you're, you're running through country towns and yep. you're following the old railway station there, but it gets so cold. So I did feel it in the back end of the race when I was running. Like, when the last 25 Ks here? Where's the back end? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tw 20-odd Ks. Yeah, I'm just trying Ks. the real people understand so, how far out we are when we're still in the back end. So you're looking at 2 o'clock in the morning, it's freezing cold, all you can see is fog, and, yeah, the first thing to seize up is obviously <laughs> my ankle <laughs> but um so you walk for a bit but um yeah that was um yeah it was good to be back that was like yeah it was a comeback perhaps and, you uh, can try and make it like a little bit more realistic for our listeners and viewers <laughs> like we're talking such, such massive kilometers and things so say like a, a 50 kilometer it's still not realistic but let's talk like 50 kilometer what sort of what muscles are being used mostly throughout this race different periods of it how how long would that typically take um talk about like the the physical side of it first and then we can go into like the nutrition preparation yeah so so at the start of a race you're obviously feeling really fresh and all that you're um all that you're feeling in that point is you know you're running up hills and stuff, so you're going to feel your quads and hammies and, um, you know, your calf muscles a little bit running uphill. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, you, you, you feel it in the legs, especially in the first 30. Mm -hmm. And as you head into, like, the 50K mark, yeah. you're starting to feel your hips, like your hip flexes. And, um, Is that where it moves a little bit away from typical muscles? Yeah. Joints and connections and blistering and aches and more more of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, um, I mean, it depends how you look after your feet. I haven't had a good yeah. blister in a long time, but um, because on trails as well is so uneven, and that's what I love about. It. I love the mechanics of trails because not one <coughs> step's the same. Mm. Um, you know, every step's different, and um, you shift in your body, and mm. so yeah, you you just start. It just creeps up, creeps okay. up and up, and then you know you're heading into your sixty and seventy kilometer mark, and then you 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 start slouching over. Okay, you, your posture, posture. Yeah, yeah, your posture goes. Yeah, um, and it's probably the worst thing you can do because you're sort of you're limiting your breathing space then too. Okay. Um, and um, and, and, and you, on your knees then too when you're crouching forward. Yeah. 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 Back. Yeah. Backs. Backs. Yeah. Backs back hard. Back. Yep. Yeah. And that's why I like strength training. So you know, okay. paramount. And, and you'll notice too when you're you know when you're at UTA uh, this year, you'll notice because the pack's so heavy. Mm. Um, yeah, you'll notice, and um, yeah, it's probably another good advice, train with a pack. Karen's talking to Ash at the moment, the person who coordinates that podcast for everyone. Yeah. Who yes. wants to know? He's like. Yeah, so Ash is just <laughs> about to run UTA in, in May and uh, UTA 50. And yeah, yeah, I I, I ran UTA uh, last year and I didn't, I never trained with a pack. Yeah. I never trained with yeah. the weight of the pack. No, definitely. And I started the race and, you know, we were flying at the start and I was like, wow, what have I done? I've missed one of the biggest lessons mm. is to 
train with your kit. Yes. Yeah, so I found that a struggle, but you adapt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, your back does your back does feel your core, um, and then depending on heat, there's there's dehydration and and how you're fueling yourself correctly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I've I've, I've yeah, even previously last September, um, I ran uh, the uh, Glasshouse hundred k. So year year before that, um, I came mm. third. Mm. I was aiming for first. Mm last september um i really wanted that podium and um i'd i'd gone out all guns blazing um felt good decided to miss a few key checkpoints okay became severely dehydrated didn't allow myself the time to take in hydration um i was just giving myself little sips and it wasn't ideal you need to take that time for hydration it's it's just it's crucial that's where you can't treat it like a road race yeah it's different yeah even if you feel ahead of the game you should still be yeah yeah supporting that uh, that hydration yeah 100 percent. so the two guys i was running with they um you know they were taking their time and 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 getting it and i was like i'm just gonna go you know Mm. keep going and but yeah it was just it was it was so silly but um it catches up with you a little yeah look um i got to i got to just over the 50 kilometer mark and um and i was severely dehydrated and um unfortunately i was urinating blood um okay you're dehydrated (laughs) yeah proper yeah, and so I had to allow I had to allow myself to just stop stop for a half hour, you know, take in the hydration, and um, it's no longer about jumping on the podium. Mm. Uh, it's about looking after yourself and, and making sure. Life, if you ask me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, look, there's many um, there's many factors that play into how your body. Did is. you go back and finish that race after that? Oh, yeah, I finished. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you can't. <clears throat> yeah, no, you can't. I get you it. can't start a race <laughs> and not I finish it. it. Yeah, I get it. I've, I've I've had a few. I don't know if I'm pissing blood. There's I'm no stopping. Way. Yeah, I've had a um. Yeah, I've had one or two DNFs. This podcast is brought to you by the new BC Energy. Need a boost? You want that 160 megs of caffeine, 100 percent sugar free, three flavors. Ice Blast, Berry Burst, Lime Crush. BC Energy is your answer. Whether you're looking to crush a can or crush a workout, Mark. Raise the bar. Raise the can. Boom. No long term from any of this type of stuff you're doing like you get lots of blood oh yeah i mean michael duff you'd probably know more about that than than me but um, what'd you learn about pissing blood (laughs) (laughs) dietetics no is that no i mean do you doing yeah 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 so yeah so i'm not i'm not completely reckless depletions yeah Yeah, and you're definitely you know you're flushing out your systems and um, how'd your bloods look after that race because obviously you went and got some done after that race I, I didn't. Okay, cool. I didn't. Well, if you don't know, you can't but get in trouble. Previously, for it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but from previous experiences and um, seeing doctors well, after, how many times you races. Oh, look, in an ultra marathon, and when, um, when you're pushing, when you're pushing your body to crazy limits, mm-hmm. and especially in bigger races, you're going to get some stage of you know whether you have brown urine or it browns different it to blood. Yeah. So what? What I believe, I'm not a doctor or a scientist, but um, I have had rhabdomyolysis before, which is your liver and kidney start shutting down. Um, that was well. That's what I thought would be happening. So that when you're was blood. So was. I had that about 2014. Um, and you went around another 50 k's after just having a little drink. Well, when I got rhabdomyolysis, I didn't run anywhere. Yeah, I don't okay. even remember waking up in the hospital. Um, but um, yeah, your liver and kidney start shutting down, mm. and when you're severely dehydrated, and your CK levels mm. go through the roof. <laughs> Cricket school. Oh, more mm-hmm. like I'm talking like ridiculous. Um, mm. I think mine were in the thousands. Like oh, wow. you, they're meant to be minimal. <laughs> um, 
And um, oh. yeah, so your body starts taking moisture from other places because you're severely dehydrated. So it's, you know, it's taking it out of your muscles. It's taking it out of your organs. What's that? Sorry, did you look good though? Oh, it was, looked awesome. <laughs> so putting uh, off the ground, brother. My great. legs were swollen. <clears throat> yeah, but I lost a lot. Yeah, lost yeah. a lot of weight. Lost a lot of weight, but um, wow, that's but yeah. Crazy. So you know, anyone who is attempting to run, you know, ultra marathon, or marathon, even you mm. know, standard marathon, yeah. set a plan, stick to the plan, set a plan, stick to the plan. Don't go out thinking you're invincible. You're not. Mm. Uh, a, a run like that will sort you out pretty quick. What is your on a fifty k run? What is your mm. feed hydration strategy? Yeah. Like, how often are we doing that? Marks yeah. asked that night. What's oh. your preparation look like? Like, say, a few days out. Then day before does it change and then day of and, and then leading right through the race. Like I would think that if it was me, I'd be putting like so much planning into that and making sure or or do you just, is it something that's not as important to you? No, it never used to be. It used, I used to have this silly attitude where I was like, oh, you know, I'll, I won't overly train or, or whatever it is. And, mm. you know, I was doing things, you know, the minimal mm. after you know a few races and a few experiences mm. you know you start treating it serious so you know have a have a uh, leading up to say a 100k race which i'm doing mm. up for noosa you yeah. know you allow yourself uh, you know maybe it's like a seven week block okay you know you you want to get your your food sorted you want to troll your food yeah um i like to eat just whole foods yeah. um, just real food on a run i used to think it used to be lollies and donuts and all that sort of donuts are still great on a race um but um, i get bagging out my donuts no i love donuts but um but yeah it's good to have real food and um if you my what type of food are you eating are we talking sandwiches yeah sandwiches yeah. you know avocado and um yeah just you know whether it be muesli bars or you're staying away from the processed stuff so you're staying away from the lollies mm. so much you don't want to train your body to just rely on sugar yep mm. you want to rely it to um Burn fat. You you want to burn fat, mm. Um, mm. and to do that, you you know you run a little bit slower in your training. You teach your body how to burn fat, mm. because when you when you burn fat in a long run, um, it will sustain you longer. Whereas if you're just you know relying on gels or whatever it is, you're having those really quick oh, highs, yeah. yeah, and um and your body will just eat through it really quick, and then yeah. you have a real bad low. But um yeah, if you train your body to you know to eat real food whilst you're training or on a long run, you'll be able to sustain longer in a in a run, and so that's you what I practice with it. First. Yeah, so yeah. When it comes to the actual day, yeah. You so know what you're doing, yeah, you mate. How are you hydrating on those runs? Is yeah. it is what it purely stations, or do that? Can you get access to um, water more often, or whatever you're drinking on the run? Yeah, like a, a lot of the runs, and and you'll find with UTA Ash that um yeah the stations are pretty spread out, and so you have to be self efficient as well. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the time, you you know must carry a certain amount of water, but it just depends on weather as well. Like some sometimes on a real cool day, you probably won't drink as much as, um, as you would on a hot day. But um but yeah, I mean there's there's always water at the uh, at the stations um, for the Noosa Ultra Trail uh, in March. So you actually have to be self-sufficient for the first 60K. Mm. Wow. So, so what's the weight of that water you're carrying? Um, so, yeah. So you, it, I think it's a must. I think it's like whether it's five liters. I'm not too sure what it might be. It might be a bladder and, you know, you'd have a flask. Yeah, and five. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what, a kilo, a liter type thing? But a lot of guys aren't going to carry that. Yeah. They're going to carry two flasks. And um and maybe you know a bottle in their side and yeah last year was a killer because the heat the heat was horrendous. When are you doing that? March. Okay. Yeah, still warm. March. It's interesting, yeah. Karen. I think you're very relaxed and just it shows how 
obviously competent and, and also confident you are in this like because the theory would say like from what i've learned like the science behind it would be that you do a carb load um yep. and, and to do that you first deplete so a few days early in the week drop carbs then start loading it up with slow digesting carbs so that we can have a, a good glycogen load to absorb more carb storage than normal once we've yeah. depleted yeah especially like the night before yeah, carb yeah. like there's all the theories that yeah. you learn but then never having put it into practice like you you don't know whether that's actually been been followed to the t and then and then like you said because you're going at a fairly steady pace you'd be burning fats mostly yeah yeah and then when you start to get that more shortness of breath and there's there's less oxygen availability then you'll start to kick into the carbs hey? yeah that's because right. you've got it all stored yeah in liver and muscle that's when you can release it for the for the back half yeah that's it but but you seem pretty much like maybe it's just you've done it so often now it's actually you, you're relying more on your pure mental strength Great. physical yeah. training there, and there's still probably some some opportunities even to to try some things in the nutrition oh 100 yeah. percent. like as i said i don't do not have it down pat whatsoever and um so interesting yeah um like don't get me wrong like you know i love like you know pasta before the night mm -hmm. before and watermelon i love watermelon yeah. night before and, okay. and yes, the day yeah, of and hydration, yeah. um but yeah i mean um i'm not obviously not a nutritionist mm -hmm. or anything like that but i've just gone on what i felt has worked for me in previous races yes. not what's worked for me in the past but more recently mm. in the last say year or two mm. um i I've, and i i think you know like you know i'm nearly 40 and uh, i feel like i'm learning a lot every race and I'm, i am incorporating different things mm. and and i'm willing to try new things in order to step up that level but um i i feel like I can only get better from here on out. Yes. Yeah, some of the best runners in the world are, you know, guys that are in their sixties and um, like they're, you know, um, Harvey Lewis. He's, wow. you know, he's an absolute machine, and um, you know, he just won, you know, the last man standing uh, race, and um, you know, he was running for you know four or five days straight. So yeah, I mean, um, I'd love for you to, yeah, to. No, it's I'll be your guinea pig. No, because <laughs> also like new say, things. But also, like you say, you stick with what's been working. Yeah, and that's right. If you already changed something, you'd want to do that early on in a training yep. round. Yeah. Like we talked about, you wouldn't be doing something new on the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. And Ash and I talk about this also and make sure that she's yep. training on what she's going to do for the day. Yeah, yeah like so, I would never, I would never say to Ash right, right now, Ash, do this, do this, do no. this, because yeah. that's setting her up for failure. Yes, totally. Because that's not what works for Ash. That's what works for me. Um, well, so. What about electrolytes? So, oh, yeah. we're talking about water. Yeah, yeah. Is it, is it true that we need? Like, yeah, you need electrolyte. Yeah. 100%. You can't just rely on water. Yeah. Um, water's great, but I'll I tell you what, um, yeah, you can't go past electrolyte. Um, and this little it, this little formula that we've come up with here at BSC, this will work perfect for your event, right? Yeah, so I'm I'm, just I'm excited. I wouldn't yeah. mind grabbing a few of those, Mr. Greg. You're more than welcome to as many as you want. But um, we actually think it's a pretty potent um, electrolyte. Yeah, six hundred twenty-five milligrams of electrolytes wow. just in a little bag, in gummies. Yeah, surely easy to digest. Easy, hey, yeah. to work with <clears throat> yeah. when you're sipping water and you're yeah. chewing this. You, in theory, again, it's a perfect combination. Well, I'm just about to start my yeah. seven-week block before Noosa, so, yeah, I'd love to put that to the test. 
So it'd let's be do it. Fantastic to really see if there's any difference over there. I mean, would you say that you do normally cramp or you somewhat we'll no, oh, I, I don't cramp. You don't cramp. No, I, I yeah, don't cramp. cramp. Yeah, I, I do not oh, cramp. Just touch wood. Um, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. touch wood. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. put that out in the universe. But yeah, I, I, I uh, a lot of guys cramp. that I do run with, <laughs> they have a lot of issues, uh, especially in the calf muscles, and um, you know they pull hammies and go and see about um, beer if you've got sore calves. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I've been lucky enough to not have any um, yeah, issues with cramping. That's incredible. Yeah, so um, yeah. So mate, who's looking after you? You've got the the big hat on there. Jumped on board with Hoka. I've always been recommending you to wear. You shoes did. Yeah, I've bought several pairs because you've told me you've yeah, told me which yeah. ones to get. I remember that. you sent me a message like, "What shoes should I get?" And I was like, "Wow." Yep. Uh, but yeah, I jumped on board with them uh, last year, which is um, yeah, really cool. Good company. Yeah, really good. Um, real family orientated, like yourself. Didn't they change running? Yes. Yep. Like they, every um, brand has a version of their shoe now. Yeah. Like seriously, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean they've been going for a long time, and probably more so in the last couple of years because you know, ultra running uh, or trail running just in general has become so big. And Hoka were, um, you know, they're always ahead of the game on on, on their trail shoes and and um, performance shoes, um, particularly in long distance. So yeah, you see everyone wearing them now, mm. which is uh, which is great. Um, but yeah, I jumped on board with them last year, and um, yeah, they're a company that um, yeah I've been wanting to jump on board with for a long time since I started running, pretty much. What model are you wearing there? Cliftons. Still wearing the Clifton's, eh? Yeah. I love the Clifton. So Can you if wear I those on road, trail? No, I, I have worn Clifton's on trail before, but yeah. um, these are a road shoe. Yeah. But um, yeah, I wear the um, Speed Goats or um, the Mafades. They're probably my favorite. Yeah, great company. And um, they're yeah. based in WA, aren't they? Are they based in WA? No, nah, um, New South Wales. New South Wales, okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, originally, um, you know, they're big in America and Switzerland. And, yep. um, but yeah, they're a great team to be part of. And the, the team's lovely. Decided to do the Gold Coast Marathon last year backwards. Mm. And um, and I finished that race and I was like, I'm never doing that again. That was horrible. It was tough. Uh, but it was for a good cause, which is, um, you know, which was my main goal. Mm. And um, yeah, and I was like, I'm never doing it again. My, I was saying to Mark earlier, my calf muscles were a mess and they felt like jelly. And um, it's like, interesting to think which muscles are being used mostly going backwards, like you're trying. And it made sense. And Kieran was saying it's calves because you're landing more like toe, 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 going backwards. Every step yeah. with the toe. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I had tried my hardest in the little training i did to land flat warm up before you started <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> that, and that would look funny right oh no it's bizarre but um yeah you just you eventually don't care what you look like <laughs> when you start running but um what happened to your shins yeah oh, shins were all right yeah look that was tight that was sore but um i i thought i'd have more more soreness in you know my upper legs i don't know why i thought that i, I you know but um but yeah my calves were a mess but yeah i took off way too quick i actually Saw Whippet. Yeah. Uh, Whippet ran past me. Mate, great podcast, by the way, Whippet. Yeah, good, man. good man. I saw him last night. He's a good man. Actually. Yeah, he's good. We're going to catch up for a run soon. But um, saw Matt Poole last night too. He's running heaps if you're looking for someone to run with. Yeah. yeah. Big you know Pooley, don't you? Oh, I've, I've met him once. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Whippet ran past me and um, had yeah, filmed. But um, yeah, I, I lined up in the three-hour marathon because I wanted to get ahead of, you know, some of the stragglers and just um, I didn't want to be bumping into people. I knew that if I'd sat in the three hour, they would all be ahead of me and I'd have no one behind me that I could bump into. 
So, and that plan worked. That was really good, except I got caught up in a fast pace. Um, I was, you know, I was running, you know, five, five, 15 minute kilometers at the no. start. Yeah, it was stupid. And, um, oh, and that wasn't my plan. That was not my plan because I had trained in the, you know, late sixes to the sevens yep. um, to go backwards, but I was hauling and people, <laughs> people and people, yeah, people were making comments going, hey, are you going to sustain that pace? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> and then I would hear like, I would hear people going, oh, this guy beats me in a marathon going backwards, Jesus Christ. So I knew I was running a bit too fast and yeah, I come 20 Ks in, I knew near where the turnaround is coming back. Yeah, I was like, you're an idiot. Please slow it down. I was I was hurting hard, but um, and it was hot. It was a hot day. And um, anyway, uh, got a, got about three k before the finish, and a mate of mine brought over a burger, and I oh, just yeah, demolished it. <laughs> but um, I felt like I used more energy running backwards. Um, I felt I was so hungry and um, less efficient, of course. Yeah, yeah, I'm just burning more. Burning more calorie. And yeah. I don't body. know. Yeah. How many Ks in? We're three Ks in. So no, three kilometers to go. To go. So you're, was, you're in the late 30s and you're yeah. thinking about food. Oh, mate, I was starving. Seriously, I'd have other yeah. thoughts like I felt, mm, finish. I, I, felt, I felt hungry. I felt I had no energy. Mm. Um, so no energy is different. Yeah, I get that. Okay. So I smashed the, yeah. bo- smashed the burger and, um, yeah. yeah, finished. And yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, I was I was like, I'm never running. How did you go? Again. Was that the first time you stopped on that marathon? Yeah. So yep. how'd you go stopping, and then? Oh, re- it actually wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. No, eh? it wasn't too bad. Oh, uh, oh I can't remember when it was. I attempted to run backwards a, a long time ago, and um, yeah, my legs felt really strange when I stopped. It felt like I was like mm. on a you know wobble board or something. Yep. But um, yeah, no, it was it was fine, and um, and yeah, finished finished the run and um, vowed to never do it again. <laughs> and then that night, my teammate Shane, he's like, you know, no one's ever run a trail backwards. They've never done a 100K backwards on a trail before. And I was like, interesting. <laughs> and um, I was, yeah, I just, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then- um, well, why, why are we mucking around? Why don't you run across Australia backwards and do that? That's that's a good idea, Greg. Yeah, like, I'll, seriously, stop mucking around. Let's do real, real run. Real stuff. <laughs> I reckon, Jesus Christ, this is why I need you in my life, to tell me how it is. <laughs> and- um, oh. And uh, yeah, crazy. I sent him a message back. I was like, damn me. And he's like, all right, oh, do it. No. So I was like, you know what? This would be, um, I, I love, I love, actually, I love not knowing what the human body is able to do. Okay, yeah. But that excites me. Mm. Um, that really excites me. Yeah. I, 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 I love not knowing what I'm in for. Yeah. That's, I think that's ultimately why I run ultras. Yes, Every yeah. run's different. Yeah. Like when you run yeah. UTA, you're going to, that yeah. race is going to be completely different from your yeah. next race. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, that, that really excites me. And, and this, you know, running 100K backwards is way out of my comfort zone. And, uh, and that's why I want to do it. Um, I want it on trail. On trail, <laughs> yeah, the on ground's trail. a little bit softer. So There's not a heap of elevation on the Brisbane Valley Rail Trail, but um, but then more support run around you to make yeah. Sure so not- the rules rules state Guinness are yet to get back to me okay. with 100 percent clarification, but th- what they've sent me is uh, I'm allowed I'm allowed a cyclist. I have to record what I'm doing every five minutes, I believe, uh, for the du- duration of the run. Sure. And um, and obviously, um, times are paramount 
um, to make sure I'm doing it in the time that I've allowed for. So, um, yeah, so it's going to be an interesting one. This is um, an individual attempt. It's not a race. Yeah, no. You just head off Oh, look, so, um, yeah, so uh, AAA Racing, they hold uh, the Brisbane Valley Rail Trail 100 um, every year. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, contacted Alan and I was like, hey, mate, going to do the 100K? He's like, great. I was like, backwards. <laughs> And he's like, oh, what are you thinking? So, my insurance policy out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I'm doing it during an event. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, it's a good way to do it. Always trying to run for, for a cause or um, and definitely, you know, personally, you've got to have a personal You are one purpose-driven human. Mate, you're an inspiration, look, mate. You really are. You're mad, but you're an inspiration. You're doing all these things that I have no desire to even consider doing. Like, Mark, would you ever, like, wake up and go, I'm going to do 100Ks and then think backwards? No, not at all. It's like trying to understand what you just said. Like the, you enjoy the challenge of the unknown, of the potential that the body could. What what potentially did the body achieve? I mean, you can kind of put that I into. I would love to terms, get some. De- what devices but, can we get that we can put on? But, but the way that we would interpret that is different. You're interpreting that as like, in in this sense, it still seems un uh, unrecognizable to us. Whereas for me, maybe it was, you know, like, what's the best physique I could ever get into, step on stage and compete? That's what I thought, you know. It's it's world exciting. Yeah. To me, it was exciting to go, well, if I did, if I ticked every box, what's the best physique I could show up at? So for you, and, and that's that excitement of the unknown. Yeah. If you followed a, a meal plan to the T and you, what, what could your body, really, for you, it's like, what can you, what what's the potential that the human body can achieve through? Oh. Uh, everything's different. For you, Greg, it's like uh, you woke up one day and, and developed this, this business 25 years ago. Yeah, that's, that's right. And not even put any today. of that anywhere so, near and what did you guys are talking did, about. Did you know what you yeah. were doing yeah. when you oh, first started this business? Of course not. Yeah. Of course not. I still don't. Mm. So <laughs> it's, it's yeah. all relevant in some way, mm. you know, despite mm. what you've done, what I've done, what you've done, what Ash has done. Mm. They, all, they all meet yeah. because they all have the same um, desire to learn and grow. And push forward and look where you are, mm-hmm. you know, like look where, you know, body science is and yeah. um, and that's been through stepping out of your comfort zone yeah. and, um, you know, and, and going through all I've the I've got to say, if it was 100K yeah. backwards running in, in the beginning of body science, it wouldn't be here, <laughs> just so we all know. I want to make that really clear. It completely <laughs> stuck on the 100K. Yeah. No, let, let me attempt it first and we'll, we'll revisit. After all my injuries I've had, I'm going to myself, I've got to, I want to start running a couple of days a week. Yeah. I just can't put the shoes on yet. That's all right. Well, I've got a hammy tear at the moment, so it's a good thing I can't. But yeah. I'm just thinking, fuck, it's just going to hurt. You know, like everything's going to hurt. That's exciting. I know it is. And Ash, yeah. I'm, I'm going to yeah. be yeah. really honest with you. Five, you know it's exciting? Getting out of bed and not hurting. <laughs> You've obviously going, done a few oh, runs. Hey, that's a good stand-up this morning. I'm going <laughs> to have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you've obviously done a few runs, but you need to go into you need to go into these races knowing that you're gonna hurt. Yeah. You need to accept. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, you yeah. need to accept that. Yeah. Um, I don't I remember hundred backwards hurt though. I remember you were. I think I called you an idiot when you were riding through Narang trials, and I think you come off your bike. You uh, hit a tree, didn't you? I did. Yes. Uh, and did a full um, three sixty in the uh, air too. Uh, um, but you must at some point known that I, that's in a the air. I thought idiot, like I was thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah and all the yeah. other idiots in my life came in a visual, yeah, yeah. And then I thought about my wife, and I may never walk again. That was the last thought I had. But <laughs> it's it, so dangerous those trails. Yeah, they are. On they, they're brutal it's, on a bike. Oh, I don't ride bikes, but um, I should. It's, it's extreme. It's so dangerous that people do that. And just so you know, but 
Yeah. I would have been 50 at the stage. It wasn't overly dangerous riding. Let's just get that together. No, just at going at like, any You look, look what those Red Bull guys are doing yeah. at the moment. Yeah, phenomenal. Like, yeah. like, that stuff of Coles put together for them. Like, oh, my God. Like, I watch that and I just go, I still wouldn't run 100 k's backwards. I'd probably grab the bike and go, hey, I might make that. I don't know. I probably won't land it, but I'll... Yeah, hundred k. I just, I just know that. No, there's risk. That, there's risk in everything we do. Yeah, you know, from the moment we wake up till we go to bed. So, so have you hit the crew up to make you a shoe with the sole going backwards? <laughs> that's a great yeah. idea. That is, that is a, nice. that is a. I haven't, I haven't even thought that's of that. Innovation, See? innovation, yeah, right yeah. here, <laughs> live. Yeah. Um, you might want to go to well, red beer and get a percentage yeah, of angle yeah, that you yeah. want that hit on. <laughs> but yeah, oh man. But um, but yeah, no, that's been good. And I, I spend a lot of time in the trails anyway with my job, and um, so yeah, you um, live it, you breathe it, you love it. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I um, how many trees you planted? Oh, mate, thousands. Do you have permission to do that or are you just going to do it? Yeah, yeah. So my job allows me to, yeah, to, for us to go in and, and plant a lot of trees and, um, you know, regenerate you got a tree budget or is it you just rock up somewhere or how does that work? Um, yeah, we've got a budget, but we try, yeah, every financial year we, um, yeah, we try to plant a certain amount of trees and, um, you know, we've got a lot of animals in there on the Redlands Coast. You know, we've got um, uh, bandicoots and koalas and wallabies. And What's a bandicoot? Bandicoot. You ever seen American. Crash Bandicoot? Yeah, I have. Is yeah, that the what game? it is? Yeah, it's a yeah. Bandicoot. Wow. But, um, but recently, um, so we had, um, I don't know if you, there was a lot of wildfires up north, Sunshine Coast, and at the same time, uh, we had a few wildfires on the Redlands Coast there. So uh, part of my yeah, part of my job is uh, within fires. Yep. So whether it's plant burns or wildfires. And, um, yeah, we recently, um, just before Christmas, we had um, yeah, um, six arsons. Um, mm. spread out over a couple of weeks, but there was yeah, a main fire that happened in Thornlands and it got decimated. And when I say decimated, so when you do a plan burn, um, you will, um, you know, you'll flick a match, you'll put it in the ground and you'll let it slowly burn out. You allow insects, animals, all sorts, they get to find new homes. Yep. Um, whereas a wildfire, especially with a, a bit of wind behind it, it'll decimate everything and oh, this decimated everything. We were finding, you know, dead bandicoots. Um, I, you know, I rescued a, a juvenile uh, wallaby out of a fire pit that was, you know, burnt out stump. This mm. poor thing mm. tried to say I had bloody, you know, burnt hands and all sorts and um, I walked it out. I uh, called the local wildlife lady to see if she could help it and died of my arms. Oh. And uh, it's a horrible feeling but... Um, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 part of the job, and yeah, it's just um, I don't know you want to protect your community, and um, but yeah, for for the if just it, it's horrible what wildfire can do. I mean, it's nothing compared to what down south have ever dealt with, but um, you know, on a smaller scale, it's it's horrible. You got you know two hundred year old trees just getting decimated, you know, scar trees, indigenous scar trees, and. It's tough, but it, it's rewarding because, you know, you feel like you're doing your job as best as you can and you've managed to save something, you know, whether it be a tree or an animal and um, and more importantly, you know, people's homes. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, conservation, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful job and, uh, yeah, I'm very lucky to do it and, I, and I'm glad I, I started it when I did and, um, yeah, yeah, really good. What's your Insta account? Uh, just Kieran Douglas at Kieran Douglas. Do you and, want to spell uh, it? 
K-I-E-R-O-N-D-O-U-G-L-A-S-S. Yes. But yeah, look, I, I, I love connecting with people on on um, Instagram probably more so. Yeah. I'm and when, always, when you're running your events and you're, you're raising money for families, then how, how are you getting the message out? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, get on board to Kieran's Insta and keep track. And if you like something he's doing, jump on and help because he's one crazy motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been great coming back here and it always feels like home. And yeah, as I said, you've been a big, big part of my life. So um, yeah, no, thanks for having me, mate.